I want us to give some testimonies. I want you to think about, and I was going to preach this message because the Lord's really spoke to me about this message out of Psalms 146 about how good God is. But I want you to think about a time that you were low, a time that you were hurting, and God lifted you up. I want you to think about the time you got saved. God truly lifted you up then. I want you to think about the time that your family is on the verge of destruction and God saved your marriage. I want you to think about the time that God arrested your attention and you were out of church and backslidden and God brought you to this place called the house of God. And uh, you ought to testify to that. I'm going to tell you why. There's a lot of people in here that need to be saved. There's a lot of people listening that need to be saved. But there's also a lot of people that just started this journey called Christian life. They just began. And you know what they need? They need to hear a testimony from somebody besides the preacher that God is personally good. Amen? Personally good. And I believe that it's convicting. So not only do we minister from pulpit to pew, but from pew to pew. And so the shyest person in this room, let me look around and see which one it is. The shyest person in this room should maybe give a testimony. Don't have to be long. It don't have to be flamboyant. It just needs to be sincere. So, brother, uh, brother Andrew is ready to deliver that microphone. But he'll be the first one to praise God for His blessing. Okay, we got a husband and wife that's battling for number one. Amen. So, of course, brother John's a gentleman. He'll let his wife go first. Amen. And then, brother John. Amen. done in my life. I want to thank him for saving me 50 something years ago and of course there were times I was out of church and I really didn't get into a doctrinally sound church until about 74 but I thank God that he did save me that Jesus went to the cross even for me and I thank God that he gave me my first husband after me uh, praying for my husband. All you young people that haven't even considered marriage yet, you need to pray. And I'm sure your parents have already prayed for the person that you're going to marry. It will make a difference. And I thank God for Paul, my first husband. And I was so lonesome after he died. I, I love being married. I love being married to him. <laughs> Amen. And he answered my prayer again. He gave me John. Amen. I didn't Amen. think my family was going to allow me to leave my biological family and my church family and come here 800 miles away. But thank God I did. And I missed home for a long time. But I'm thankful that I'm here. I'm thankful God was, or thankful that John was in a good church. I'm thankful for you loving people. I'm thankful for all the prayers that you've said for John and I. I thank you. I thank God for bringing me through cancer last year. I know so many of you have been through that. And I'm still dealing with the radiation burns. And it's aggravating. But God is helping me through it. And he's going to get me through these next four or five surgeries I have to have. 
I just thank him for what he's done, that I'm not going to go to hell. If you think you was lonely, you ought to seen John around here. Amen. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, I thank the Lord for saving me on uh, March 5th, 1978. And I thank the Lord for my wife now and said the, uh, the precious help me that I have. And uh, the Lord's given me. And I just uh, thank you for the six and a half years so far in like I said, in Stowe County. And, uh, and it's been joyous all the way through, actually. So it's just a just hopefully it's heaven on earth for both of us and and uh but anyway it's just i'm thankful for this church that i've you know kind of practically grew up in i guess and so in my 20s i guess somewhere but uh just thank the lord that this, this church was started by knocking on doors starting practically starting with the bus ministry and uh, uh just thank the lord for uh, all kinds of blessings around here so and i appreciate you brother Wayne. Brother John was rejoicing because he's the one that insisted that we have buses, not vans, and have a bus program. And that little girl that got saved last Wednesday night when Miss Connie was starting to share the plan of salvation with us said, I've already, I know that verse because we quote it every time we get on the bus in our bus program. And so thank you, Brother John, for training Brother Chris and others. And uh, he might not be on the bus, but his heart's still there. Amen. So I thank God for 29 years, wasn't it, that you were in the bus? 30? 37 years. Man, me and you getting old. Right? God. 37 years he ran that old bus. Sometimes it ran him, but he was faithful. Y'all try, try to visit every Saturday for 37 years and see what y'all do. Don't get me started on that. Next. Go ahead, brother. You better testify where you was Monday. Amen. It's good, brother. And give me a desire to study his word. Sir. For this church, be thankful. Amen. He's laying in the hospital Monday and God God got him out of there. He's more confident than the doctors. I'll be out of here soon. Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> I said, Praise God. Why don't you come up here? But anyway, it's, it's a blessing, brother. Amen. Good to see you. Someone else. Good when you get out of the hospital, you come to the house of God. Okay, Miss Deborah, go ahead. I've got to praise the Lord. I go ahead. Sunday, I came in and my cup got in overflowing. Kim got, was at work in Alabama. Tell them about it. All of a sudden, her stomach went to, I mean, very bad, bad, bad pains till she had to go to the mercy room. They get her there. They do a CT scan. Her intestines were twisted, and they said what was happening. She was dying, and they airlifted her to another hospital. So I just prayed. I called Miss Connie. I said, please just pray. There she was, all that way apart. Nobody could get to her. Some of her workers were there with her that she was working with. But what was amazing, I prayed, Lord, you know, if you take her and it's your will, then I know you'll give me grace and peace to accept it. But if it would, if you could just touch her and help those intestines where she could get back home. They wouldn't even let them bring her in a car to try to get back to Atlanta. But anyway, I wanted to uh, just tell y'all that I prayed to the Lord, got down on my knees, and, and I never felt so lost from not being able to do nothing. And she was that far. And he, she got back to Dalton, went to her doctor, and that doctor said that if it had been 
him, he would have, the child that says, honey, you was dying. If once that had stopped the blood in her stomach, nobody could have helped her. Anyway, she, everything was okay, though. What was amazing, the Lord did untwist those intestines, untwisted them. And it, it just, I know God does and can do anything. But sometimes you just get in a routine, and he's helped so much about Kim. He's really took care of Kim. But it's hard as a mama to these times come up and think you might have to give up your child. But it's hard to accept that. But I'll tell you one thing in my life is I've had saw a lot of death, and he helps you through it, and there's nothing like the Holy Spirit. People don't realize and don't count on that. He's so good. Just think Jesus left this world, but he left the comforter for us. And it just did something to me. I'll never be the same again because he just he just took care of everything. And I know he does miracles, but he's done miracles. And then Chris, you know, both of them speak at the same time. Kim had to have surgery yesterday, but she's okay. And everything was okay. That abnormality was not cancer. So the Lord's so good. And we've got that Holy Spirit with us all the time. All the time. If we'll just open our eyes and count on him. Count on him. I'm not I'm the least probably of everyone in here, and I'm not that smart. But I do know God's good. He's so good, and that Holy Spirit is everything. If you'll count on him, we can handle all the battles of this world. That's all we gotta do. Lifted Kim to Mobile, Alabama. And when she got to Mobile, Alabama, God already healed her. You say what you want to, but I believe God can do it. Amen. And there was a lot of prayers praying for Kim. And um, I talked to her husband right after that. He said, I know God touched her. And I appreciate your prayers. And church, when we pass those prayer chains through Facebook or whatever, it's serious stuff. And I believe a life was saved. Amen. Somebody else? Yeah. Then Rose and Rock. Rock and Rose. Amen. Well, I have to praise and thank the Lord also for my son at the same time uh, that uh, Deborah was going through that. My son and my granddaughter were both in the hospital. My son collapsed just him and his wife were out over the weekend and um, he collapsed just on, on a sidewalk there and they had to get the ambulance to take him to the hospital and well, he ended up that he had uh, really super duper high blood sugar, which was, they said it was off of the, the meter. They said probably 900 or more. And so, um, and his doctor had just told him about a week or so before that he said, well, George, you finally have diabetes, you know. And so, but he didn't give him a meter and he didn't give him any metformin whatsoever. And so anyway, this happened, and he was in the hospital. Then he uh, uh, started to have a heart attack, and they all came in because, you know, he was right there in, in the hospital there, and they all worked on him, and he did not have the heart attack. And he, well, he oh, and also what was going on wrong when, at, when he collapsed, he couldn't see. He said, told his wife, he said, I'm blind. I can't see anything. You know, at first it was, I see only blurry. I only see blurry when he collapsed. And, you know, they were taking him in. He said, Pam, I can't see anything. I'm blind. And the Lord healed him miraculously. I 
text, of course, Pastor and his wife and Jason. And I said, please get, you know, prayers, prayers going. I said, this is really a serious situation. And in the meantime, my granddaughter, the one with the seizures, well, she's in the hospital. She can't stop her seizures. And the doctor finally told my daughter, which my daughter now, she's in a real bad situation because they told her that we can't do anything more for Zoe. And so she, she is having a hard time uh, going to the bathroom and just we're only giving her like 200 uh, milligrams, you know, which is like about this much of formula. And my daughter said again when I left there, because I, I leave there around 4 o'clock or so, and when I left there, she said, Mom, she threw up again just that little bit. So we don't know what we're going to do. But when she started on the um, uh, CBD oil, this girlfriend that she was with, and I don't mean to make this long, but even the CBD oil is not helping her now. It, they just can't get her under control. It's like one seizure after another. So I'm asking God can raise her up. But if God decides to take her home, it's really hard to see your grandchild or any little child, especially with seizures. It's the weirdest thing. And they can't control themselves, and you can't be with them if they pray. So, but he's faithful, and I want to praise him and thank him for that. Amen. Okay. Rose, and then Rock. First and foremost, I'd like to thank the Lord for my salvation. Amen. And I'd also like to thank the Lord for praying my religious life. I really don't know where I would be without her faith and her prayers. I know when you ask me to do my testimony, you know, you go through life day after day. You go to work. You go home. Go to church. Get up the next day. You start all over. Weeks go by. Months go by. Before you know it, years went by. When you asked me to do my testimony, I had to slow down long enough. And I started thinking about all the things that the Lord has brought me through. And I just started crying because it's been so many. One of the low points um, in my life was when, and some of you don't know this, but Rock and I went through two miscarriages. Uh, the first baby that was miscarried was so early. I, we don't know if it was a boy or a girl, but I'll know when I get to heaven. <laughs> the second one was twins. So one was a boy and one was a girl. So I thank God that I've got three babies in heaven. I thank him for the children that I have now. I'm just blessed beyond measure. Amen. I want to thank the Lord, too, for the bus ministry. Amen. After working in the school system, I said I would never drive a bus. After dealing with kids in the classroom, I'll never drive a bus. And the Lord said, oh, yes, you will. It's been, it's been an amazing adventure. Being, I mean, it's, you, I can't describe the feeling it is knowing that I'm doing something that's in God's will. And I just want to thank him for that. Amen. That's right, brother. God bless even the CDL hospital. Amen. Amen. Brother Rock. 
I'll try not to take up too much time, but this time of year, I think back to uh, years ago when uh, in 96, I was going through a real nasty divorce. And in 97, I found out I had to have open heart surgery. All this came about all at one time. And there was this, op- this older gentleman that he lived in Dahlonega, but he had a home up there where I live too. And he would come and visit me and talk to me about the Lord. And he always said when he left, I love you. And one day, I was drinking, smoking, feeling sorry for myself. He showed up, and I was ashamed. I was ashamed of what I was doing. But he never said nothing, but he always said, I love you. When I went to Atlanta to have open-heart surgery, while I was laying in bed, the phone rang. I answered it, and it was, I thought it was him. Talked to this gentleman for about 10 minutes before I realized it wasn't him. Sounded just like him. And he told me he loved me at the end of it, even though I didn't know him. But the day that I went to Atlanta, Alvin Beavers had passed away, and they didn't even know it. That was the man who ministered to me. Everybody kept it away from me because they didn't want to upset me. But I think about him a lot and so thankful for someone like him that spent time with me even though I wasn't right. He was there. And I thank him for that. Good man. I thank the Lord for my family, for my wife, for my family, for all for, for everything here at this church. But I don't usually come out and open about that story, but it, I just feel like it's a good time for it. They have a good time on Saturday visiting these homes and knocking on these doors and going to these homes where the kids live in a tough situation. Amen. Brother Howard. Mike will be here in just a minute. There you go. I know it. I ain't going to push you. First of all, I want to thank the Lord for saving me. Then I want to thank him for my wife. She puts up with a lot, brother. (laughs) Believe me. I want to thank all y'all for praying while I went through this procedure with my heart. Everything seems to be going okay. Just keep praying. And uh, a lot of y'all know Dave and I both have had cancer, and we've both been clear for over 10 years. And that's just a thank the Lord for bringing us through all this pain and suffering and stuff. You know, when, when we found out David had cancer, she said, I'm not any better than anybody else. And that's what carried us through. Yeah. A couple more. Miss Bailey, go right ahead. And then Brother Chris. There you go. Amen. Doing good, Brother Andrew. Amen. Um, I was saved June 4th, 2017. It's almost been three years. Um, I always like when Brother Wayne talks about you can be religious and not be saved because that was me. I knew what a Bible was, I knew, I thought I was a Christian, you know, I did, but 
my family did. Mom and dad were saved, but I wasn't. I didn't know what that meant. Well, freshman year, I was taking my um, milestones test, and dad brought me to school. Um, it wasn't unusual for mom to come pick me up sometimes because dad worked late. But mom wasn't acting right, and she just told me, she's like, uh, we got to go to the hospital. And I was like, okay, why? And she's like, well, your dad had a stroke. I was like, okay. So we went, <coughs> and um, mom tried to make me go to school the next day, and I was like, no, I'm not going. I can make up the test. It's fine. So one of mom's friends brought dad a men's Bible to read. And at that time, we'd been living in the house over there for about two, three years maybe, and we hadn't met nobody. Nobody was over there. Dad finished the Bible, and we were going to go to my friend's church, and um, Dad prayed. And about that time, I think Dad said it was Brother Keith and Callie that showed up on our doorstep and invited us. And so I, we came. I didn't come the first night. Uh, I came about a week later, and first time I came, I left that morning. I didn't know what I was feeling. I was upset and came back that night, and I walked down. Miss Connie showed me in the Bible, and I was saved that night. And he's got me through a lot, you know. It wasn't the worst type, but I did have thyroid cancer, and I, I didn't know what to feel. You don't understand what it feels like until you read it on a piece of paper and they're like well you've got to go through all of this to figure out what it is what it's going to do but he got me through it and it's been almost two years since it, it hadn't come back I just want to thank him for saving me wonderful praise God someone else that might have been the shyest person in this room they gave that good testimony. Brother Chris Penny, that was great. Praise the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I want to thank the Lord for saving me at a young age, even though I didn't act like it for a long time. Um, got out of church and got out of church for over a decade. And, um, but I remember the day I got saved, and I remember that old beat-up Bell South van we had. I was sitting on that, and I, I was just happy. And talking to Mom, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. I'll never forget it, and um, praying for the Lord for a long time, and I'm thankful that he didn't just let me go so many times. You would not believe how many times. I think back now, I saved you then. You almost died then. You almost died then. And I was coming out of, of Shoney's and uh, getting some raw beef pie. I like that. And um, Brother Wayne and Miss Connie were... We're coming in as I was going out. Brother Wayne said, won't you come to church? And I said, okay. And it was like a Monday. And he said, we're having something Tuesday at the church. You ought to come. And I said, okay. Went in there and <clears throat> came in. I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was a Bible study. It ended up being a Bible college. And um, I had no clue what was going on. I, but I was getting, like, saturated with the Word of God. And I was, I was faithful to that. And I was, started coming and then fell out of church again. After about a year, and um, Lord chasing me again. There, there's a verse, and it, it sticks with me, and I give this to every person I can that's backslid. It's uh, Revelation 3.19. It says, for those I love, 
out of you and Jason. These of us that are pulling your pew. And he's talking to the church of Laodicea. And God loves us. Just as, as he gave us uh, Romans 10, 9 that says, If you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We believe that and, and to be saved. But that verse says that he loves us. In Revelation, it says he loves us so much that he's going to chasten us. And he's going right. he, to rebuke us. Amen. And it took me a while to get that. So after a few more times I fell, I, I, got, I, I, I committed and, and started studying my Bible. And I already knew a lot that, that I'd learned in the past through the years that I was here and through, through my studies. But um, I think back on where I was. And God had me in a spot. For a few years, it's taken a while. I'm sorry, but it, it'll mean something, I think. The Lord's <laughs> laid it on my heart, so it's taken a while. Um, but there was a point in my life where I was just studying hours at a time, every night. And the Lord took everything in my life away. And I was doing what he, what, I, what, I, what he gave me to do, if it was just riding with Jason on the van on Wednesday nights and helping Alex in, in Master Club, and it, it just kind of snowballed, and I got more and more responsibilities, and I was just anywhere, if you want me, Lord, I'll go, and if anybody asks me to do anything for the Lord, I'll do it, but I didn't have a lot happen, and um, it got to the point to where I was just, I was, all of my free time, if I was at home, I was studying, I was, I had questions, you know, so I've been taught this all my life, I want to know, Lord, what your word says about it. And it was a lot of things that, that I had questions about. And me and him got it straight. And he showed me the word of God. This is why. This is, and, and everything that, that Brother Wayne had taught from, from my whole life, was, it was dead on. And it was things that the Lord showed me personally. And it wasn't, it wasn't a, a, a thing that I'd been taught. This was something that God himself showed me. And it, it encouraged me to think, hey, if he can help a dumb hillbilly, understand this stuff then then um that's encouraging to me Amen. Sure. um so anyway a lot of things happened college ministry um, you know then i was helping more in master club and then the bus ministry came along <clears throat> and i was i was terrified i'll be honest with you of it um i was like i don't know if i can do this but i'm gonna, I'm gonna do it lord's put it out there and I'll be honest with you, I, I, this was my attitude was, was nobody else, there's nobody else to do it. And that was wrong with me. I, I'll be honest with you. God chastened me on that. He's like, you what? You've been asking me for opportunities. And then here it is. You know, I said, you're right. And so I, I asked the Lord to forgive me of that. It hadn't been for the last year. I have not, I mean, it's very rare that I stop. I mean, it's wide open. Every day, every week, I, I go. And about, about three weeks ago, I was praying and I was reading and studying. And the Lord said, don't forget. Don't, don't, go, don't just go through every day and not see what's going on around you. And he brought up Dallas and Ava and, and Riley and Roger. And every time they come, Dallas... <clears throat> and Riley are busting out the door, running down the driveway. Roger's putting his shoes on. Ava's carrying her Bible. Every time. It, am I, is it like that? It is. Every time. And that was, that was something God gave me. He said, don't, don't forget these things. Don't forget 
that. Don't forget you're having to wait for Tori every time you go there, you know. And God's given me so many things, and he showed me so much through the bus ministry and through the college ministry and through all the children's ministry that I, I never thought 10 years ago that I would be in this position to do anything for God. And it, it's just encouraging to me to know that God has used me for anything. Because, I mean, I'm just in my spot. I can't take any credit for anything. He's given me all the help, and, and they're my best friends. And not just help, not just like, okay, I'm showing up to do my, my part. Like, these guys, you don't have to ask them to go on visitation. I don't have to beg anybody. I'm, I'm actually scheduling people to go on visitation because they, they actually love these children. I mean, it's not a job. It's nothing out of, out of, like, out of duty they're doing this. They love Amen. these children. And and that's encouraging that God put all this together. And we've had over 20 children, I guess, saved this year through the bus ministry. But I want to be thankful. I want to, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for a man of God that stood in this position for 40 years. And he's trained up men of God to hold down the fort so that these young guys like Blaine and, and Alex and all these guys around here that, that are coming to push this thing, even after me, you're training them right, and, and I'm thankful for that because there's a lot of places that are falling by the wayside. And, you know, I know it was, it, you know, you had, you got Brother John, you've had Brother Larry, you've had Brother, um, brother um, Jenkins, and, and people like that to stand beside you, and I'm just thankful for that. that, that, that <coughs> Me too. That you, you've got good, faithful men of God. I'm sorry that took so long. Oh, that's fine. It's great. Yeah. I could listen to it all day long. Hey, y'all watch a movie for an hour. I, I heard somebody sit out in the rain for two hours and watch a ball game. I've done it. Come on, say amen right there. Especially with one of my kids out there. I'm crazy. But uh, that's worth listening to. And his team, our bus team, loves those kids. They're not a number. Did you hear those names? That's their family now. That's their family. And I'm going to tell you something. They need somebody. Because those little kids need somebody to love them. That's the bus ministry. That's the bus ministry. It's a ministry, not a transportation service. <clears throat> Bootleg preaching number one. Okay, Brother Lamar. <clears throat> Amen, brother. Glad you got through everything this week. Amen. Yeah, they're listening at home now. They're listening. <laughs> I've been trying to obey her for about 60 years, but I quit tonight. <laughs> Uh, it's good to be a Christian and good to be, to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, I'm encouraged tonight to see these people you're, you chose. I believe the right thing to, to serve the Master. And That's right. I've been uh, serving 50 years next June. And well, you know, I was thinking that you get God. What did I have to promise Him <laughs> to take someone like me? All He wants from me and you is just us. Uh, to commit to him. The truth that the preacher preaches on, your Sunday school teaches on, this book, <laughs> The Truth of Christ. I'm thinking this while I go, I found, look at this picture. I was driving to work uh, years back before I retired, and uh, early in the morning hours, we used this verse that comes to my heart. Uh, Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 says, It is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. 
right. Carl's here's come back. Yes. Amen, brother. But man, your compassion fails. God. <laughs> they are new. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. That's good. God still loves me. Just being here tonight with you Christian folks, I believe you chose the right thing. I read in the book, in the Bible this morning, if you folks read the Bible through like I am now, the old king had all the money in the world, had a big crowd following him. They followed him. He made a big statue. Tall, <laughs> nine feet wide. That's a big one, ain't Andrew? That's right. Well, wait, he put gold around it. See, that was his God. I'll right. quit in a minute. <laughs> he said he could have a big party. Amen. Like they're having all over the world, like parties this week. Parties, parties, parties. Shout to your favorite king. God's my king. Anyway, he hey. said, boys. Sure. Here's the God I made. Man's God ain't worth nothing. He said, if you don't fall down and worship the God he made, go, when it's up to this music, get your mind clouded and high as junk. We're going to put you in a fiery furnace. But you know what? In that thousands there, three Christians You've been touched with that great That's God right. we're talking Amen. about. Refuse to get in that furnace <laughs> and bow to that king's command. He's taking you young people today say, bow, 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 bow. But those boys, Joanne chose the right thing. God protect them in that furnace. Even God was uh, helping them around it. So I think you all made the right choice tonight. I'm grateful That's right. to having a God like him. Great for me have a good wife. <laughs> and a family. Amen. Hadn't been for God, I wouldn't have had nothing. That's right. I wouldn't have no children, no grandchildren to rejoice. Enjoying them good biscuits I'll eat in the morning. <laughs> but praise God. I'll take that over any kind of junk the world can give me. Amen. Brother praise the Lord. Lord. I'd rather have a dry biscuit. And all the junk in the world had to have a listen, listen to that music Go and that ahead. bad drinks and whiskey and liquor and beers, pills, don't. Sir. Sure. Bless you. <laughs> Good to see you testify. Amen. Yes. What God I do. Praise God. He'll do it for anybody, won't he? That's right. All he wants from me and you. Praise God. All he wants from me and you. Amen. Say, I trust you. I believe you. You don't have to worry about making it if you believe that. That's right. He'll make it for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. That was good, wasn't it? Praise the Lord. You know, Brother Lamar's got sweeter and sweeter instead of being crabby old grumpy old man like some of us. Amen. Praise God. Or some of y'all. Some of us, I guess. That's sweet, isn't it? That's great. That's good preaching. That's my preaching for tonight. Amen. Not that I'm not going to share a little bit with you. 
That's good. Thank you, Brother Lamar. Amen. Thank you for your faithfulness. All right, all hearts clear? Been sweet. Okay, Brother Allen, go right ahead. You see the hand, brother? Good Baptist sees good hands when they go up. Amen. Go ahead. Our new convert, praise God. I'm glad he wants to testify. First time in a very long time. Amen. Uh, especially for two very important people in this room, my uncle Tommy and Sherry. Tommy has always been like a father to me when I didn't have a father. And through everything I've been through in life, even when I was as far from the church as you could possibly be, every time I talked to Sherry, it was always, I love you, son. And in the last few months, when I was basically at the lowest point I could possibly be, she was always there. Tommy and me love you, son. And I don't think of coincidence anymore. I understand that feeling in my heart of what it always was now, was God telling me what to do. And I know that coming here, there was no other person to stand beside me at that altar to take my salvation than my Uncle Tommy. I think that my granny guided me here through everything I came here for a reason, and every day since becoming saved, that voice in my heart now, then following it, everything just gets better and better every day. So I just want to say I'm thankful for you, Sherry and Tommy, and thankful to God for having two people in my life that have always steered me right and always been there when a lot of times nobody else was, and thankful for all of you for accepting me in here and helping me on this journey that I'm on now. So I want to thank God for all that. Thank you. And say about three weeks. We met at a funeral. It's better to go to the house of mourning as the house of feasting. For this is the end of all men, and the living shall lay at the heart. God can use tragedies as an opportunity for us to turn to God. But don't wait on a tragedy. Let the goodness of God draw you to repentance. God's good. And I think y'all are really doing a good job magnifying his goodness. And I believe he's well pleased, Hebrews 13, 15, with praise. He's well pleased, well pleased. If there's anyone that's ever deserved praise, it's the Lord. It's amazing. I believe if the church would praise God more, the world would doubt him less. Someone else before we pray, or before we have Lord's Supper. I forgot what we're doing. Now we... The, at home, they need it. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm glad Miss Nell had enough courage to come to this church. And then Brother Lamar followed. That's good. That's right. She's looking for a real church. And they've been faithful. <clears throat> Anyone else? This is just wonderful. Peace. You feel it? Some of you counting the minutes and got your watch out. Saying, if this ever get over with, I'm leaving this place. What you got to go to? What's better than this? I ain't seen a TV program to measure up to this. Or a restaurant. Now we're getting spiritual. All right, anyone else? This comes before eating. We're really spiritual. Amen. All hearts clear. I'm not going to pump water from a dry well. We're just going to let it overflow. We're not begging people to testify. We want you to do it because the Lord's touched your heart. 
But if you don't, you'll quench the spirit in your own heart. The Lord says, say something. Don't have to be long. Don't have to be fancy. Just need to be sincere. <clears throat> okay, Brother Tom. If those two testimonies, you better testify. Amen. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Blessed. Well, I just want to say that I thank the Lord for, for saving me as a young man. Well, young boy. And then I, too, I drifted for a lot of years. And uh, as Bailey testified, it took uh, almost losing my life to get me to come back. So, But I wanted to mainly testify that I, I really want to thank him for what he's done through my, my family. Uh, my dear mother, uh, Brother Wayne, preached a, a great message for her. And through that, Alan got under conviction. He had made a promise to my mother that, that he'd, he'd start going to church somewhere. But he got under conviction at my mother's funeral and led him here. And I, I just want to thank the Lord for what he's done for, for my family. My, my daughter got saved. My grandson got saved. My wife got assurance of her salvation. My nephews got saved. Uh, I rededicated my life. So the last three years, he's really been good to my family. And I just wanted to, to thank him and praise him for that. And I want to thank the church for all that they do for us praying, and, and uh, especially Brother Wayne and Miss Connie for all they do for, for all of us here at the church. So, so thank you, and I, I really praise the Lord. So. It's amazing, isn't it? How God used two guys knocking on doors door to door in a subdivision we're really intimidated about. You know, and here we are knocking on doors. Don't ever be intimidated. There's a Tommy Grigsby behind some door praying, God, show me your will. Amen. That makes it exciting. I'll tell you that. It encourages me to go on. Because sometimes it gets really frustrating to see people's apathy. But don't stop. Anyone else? Sweet, sweet spirit. I wish I knew that song. We'd start singing it right now. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. Brother Steve, good to see you, brother. Miss McAbee says you do, so give me the mic. I said the senior citizen home says they want to hear you, so yeah, on t on TV. <laughs> I'm talking about the ones at home, Miss McAbee. I'm helping you, Amen. I'm usually preaching, and so it's just comfortable for me to sit and listen and so I appreciate just listening and if I could say anything tonight I think my testimony would just simply be bless the Lord oh my soul and all that's within me bless his holy name a lot of people watching in at least one I know of and I hope some people are listening in. I'll be preaching a funeral in Cleveland, Georgia, by the graveside. And um, they've invited me to speak and pray <clears throat> as they bury the ashes. And um, my godson, I was so close to Bubby or David, he named his son after me, um, is going to be there. 
and I pray he gets under conviction. He lives in Las Vegas. And uh, I wish you'd pray for Wayne Allison and his family. It's going to be a very brief, informal graveside. And they said they want me to pray. Just pray. But I'm going to break the rules just a little. Amen. Just a little. And preach just a little. So that's next Monday at 1 o'clock in Cleveland, Georgia, wherever that is. All right? So God does wonderful things at funerals, Brother Allen. Does wonderful things. All right, all hearts clear? Brother Randy, go right here. Brother Randy, team. Oh, right, you got it, okay. We got dual mics in this church, praise God. <clears throat> go ahead, brother. Thank the Lord for saving me. Thank the Lord for my family. Um, all of us go through trials and tribulations and um, over the years, as Brother Wayne has said, and all of us do, uh, me included, there's times we want to quit and want to give up. And been been going through some things the last few weeks and uh, did want to quit. Did want to just walk away, leave, forget it. Until I walked out, this, out the door tonight, coming to church, and it's only by God's grace I'm here. And I looked at a family. And there's a man with his three kids whose wife walked out and walked away from them kids. And God brought to my memory of something I said years ago. I'd not walk away. I'd not quit. We get comfortable. I get comfortable. Sure. Familiarity breeds contempt. And I don't want to be there. I'm grateful tonight for all of you for your testimony. Amen. Not quitting. Sure. Over the years, I've seen our pastor and pastor's wife go through things and never quit. And if I could ever say anything to any of you that, for me, that means the world is that you don't quit. I don't want to quit. I know where these attacks are coming from. And I need God. My we, we need God. That's right. And I appreciate you not quitting. Amen. I'm so grateful for this family, you, every one of you, because I need you. We need God. And I ain't forgot that. I need God. But we need each other. Sure. And I thank the Lord that we're here tonight. I thank the Lord for our visitors tonight. Sure. Amen. 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 Pray for Brother Randy. <clears throat> Glad he hadn't quit. 
And I'm just like him. Every time I want to quit, which I have wanted to quit, I think about the cost. I think about the cost. Who else is going to quit behind me? A Jason, a Stephen, an Amy, a Stephanie, or a bunch of grandchildren. So let's pray for each other to be faithful. It's the only thing we can do is be faithful. Don't quit. Good message. Good testimony. All right, it's 8 o'clock. I never thought we'd testify for 45 minutes. Y'all never thought I'd preach for 45 minutes. But I'm going to cut it short tonight and just preach about 10 minutes. And we're going to take the Lord's Supper before I preach. I'll just share the chapter God's laid on my heart. Maybe God will let me really preach it Sunday morning. And um, I want us to really thank God for his presence. And if you do not feel his presence, I want you to pray. God would get you to close proximity to his presence. We need a good grip on this thing called living. And God, the Holy Spirit, is real. And he wants to minister to your heart. And church ain't enough. Amen.